Shalom Aleichem, Shavuot Tov to all of you, lovely listeners of this great station. This is Rabbi Elbaz from SLC. I want to say a few things about the parasha we read yesterday, Parashat Haisara. It says in Masichet Berachot, Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Hanina Amar. Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Hanina says, Tefilot Avot Tikkenum that the tefillot, meaning shahrit, minha, arbit, they were instituted by our forefathers, Abraham, Ishaq, and Yaakov. And it goes on, Abraham tiken tefillat shahrit. Abraham Avinu is the one that was metaken the, uh, the uh, morning prayer, tefillat shahrit. As it says, Vayashkem Abraham Baboke, he got up early, Elam HaKom Asher Amad Sham, this is tefillah. It's hak tiken tefillat minha. It's hak avinu instituted the tefillah of minha. And the Gemara brings the ayah from the parasha we read yesterday. Shinema vayese is hak la suah basade lifnot erev. It's hak avinu want to pray in the field lifnot. Erev, meaning Erev, that is in the evening, just about before before the evening. And the Ensihala Tefillah, so you, you want to pray, Minhatayim. And Yaakov Tiken Tefillat Arbit, because Shenema, this was at night, so, and he slept there, and Vayevga is Tefillah. Now, if you want to remember who instituted what, really quite simple. All you have to do is take the second letter of the name. Abraham, the second letter is Bet. That's Boker. So, he instituted Tefillah Shahrit. Ishaq Avinu's second letter is Sadiq Sahuraim. That's for Minha. Yaakov Avinu's second letter is Ayin Erev. So, he instituted, instituted the uh, Tefillah Arbit. Now, every tefillah is important. No question about it. And we mention tefillah, we really mean the Amidah. As a matter of fact, Hazal tells us that if you want to ask something from Hashem, you need something, perhaps a shidduch for yourself or one of your children, or you're looking for a job, looking for a good parnasa, or refuah, whatever, the best thing to ask for that is during the tefillah itself. Oh, for sure, you can go at any time, any place. You can pray to the Bore Olam and ask what you need at any time. But the best time is in the middle of the Amidah, which is usually Shema Kolin. Despite all this, there is a special importance attributed to the tefillah of Minha. As it says in the Gemara, Amar Abhunar, when I said, Le'olam yehe adam zahir bitfilat minha. A person should be very careful about the prayer of Minha. Why? Shehare Eliyahu lo na'ina ela bitfilat minha. Eliyahu Navi was answered by HaKadosh Baruch Hu in an immediate way 
during the tefillah of the Minha. What happened with Eliyahu? If you look in the Tanakh, during the time of King Ahav, who was the king of the northern Israel, he was a Malchai Israel. He was a seventh king, a mighty king. During his time, there was Eliyahu Navi. But during the time of Ahav, not only he was Oved Abu Dazara himself, not only his wife Isabel was Oved Abu Dazara, but everybody in Israel, in, in, in that's the northern side over there, they, they were all of the Abu Dazara, all of them. And of course, Eliyahu Navi was very angry. We know Eliyahu was a Kanai. Pinhas was Eliyahu. Pinhas was a Kanai. Eliyahu was a Kanai. And he fought very hard for the honor of Akadosh Baruch. So he made a gezerah. There should be no rain. No rain. For about almost three years there was no rain. And finally, he relented. And then he uh, prayed for the rain and the rain came in. Uh, at that time, he, he told Ahav, go ahead. He met him, told him, go, start eating, because Ahab, even though it was still, he practiced certain things, and one of the things he practiced was uh, the fast. So he was fasting, said, go ahead and eat now, the rain are coming, and the rain did come. Then, he challenged, while he was there, he challenged the Nebi'i Habal. Nebi'i Habal were the false prophets, these false prophets, they somehow were being uh, fed and taken care of by uh, by the king and the queen. Because, because the king were themselves. So he challenged them. And this is one of the most dramatic moments in the Nevi'im and Ketubim. Aside from Moshe Rabbeinu Allah Shalom, who did such great miracles. This is one of the miracles that Eliyahu Navi did that practically no other Navi besides Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu has done. Publicly, in front of tens of thousands of Jews, he challenged the Nebi Abal he told them, you know what? You, 450 people, you bring your own ox. I bring my own. You have your own altar, your own Mizbeah. Okay? And you try to sacrifice to your God and pray to your God to bring a fire and consume the entire sacrifice. And me, Eliyahu, alone, I will bring my own korban also and pray to Hashem that He should bring the fire down and consume the korban. Lo and behold, what happened? You guessed it. Then Nabi Abal prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed morning, afternoon. Nothing happened. But then Eliyahu and Navi, it says, Vahi ba'alot ha-minha. During the minha time, Eliyahu and Navi prayed. And supposedly, he prayed to Hashem during the tefillat minha. Aneni Hashem aneni. Okay. Why twice on any? Answer me that 
the fire will come and answer me that the people shouldn't think that I'm doing some kind of sorcery, some kind of kishuf. This is real, coming from Hashem. Now, this, the, 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 the answer to this, in other words, Hashem responded immediately. As soon as he said that, he prayed to Hashem, Bishaata minha, boom, the fire came in, consumed everything. That's how we say, Tefilat minha, et ratzon. Now, I can bring you another evidence from the parasha we read yesterday. Uh, perhaps you, you've made that remark yourselves. Eliezer was told by uh, Avraham Avinu to go and select, choose a bride for Ishaq Avinu. And he, tell, he went ahead, he took Asara Gemalim, 10 camels, and all kinds of good things, goodies, and so on and so forth. Then, Vayabrecha Gemalim, El Okay, he brought the camels to the well where the water is. Then it says the following Le'et Erev, Le'et Tset Hashoavot. Le'et Erev. That was. Towards the evening. In other words, afternoon. Minha time. And what did he do? He made a prayer. And he prayed. Pray to Hashem. You know, it, the, uh, the girl that would come in, ask her to drink and she'll give me the drink and also ask me if she's going to give the drink to all the camels. And we realize that we're talking about 10 camels. Talking about a lot of water. A lot of water there. But she didn't complain. She did whatever. She did the whole thing. She came to drink all of them. That was a great midah of Hesed that Rivka had. So he made a prayer, right? And what happened? As soon as he finished the prayer, immediately, boom. Rivka came in. It was like minha minha time. And Rivka showed up right away. That's amazing, right? Well, this is Beferush in the Torah. Another thing, perhaps, perhaps is another evidence. I wouldn't say that I have seen this in any Midrash, but it's just logical. It says, Eliezer went to bring a bride. So I guess he was out for a while. And then it's hug. After a while, he went, uh, he went to pray. He went, but it says that we said before that it's hakavinu tiken tefilat minha from this pasuk. He went, lift not erev, lift not erev, meaning towards Eve. Uh, what was he praying about? It doesn't say. The Torah doesn't tell us what he was praying about. I can only imagine. Eliezer went already a while back. He wanted to get him a bride. He's 37 years old. He's a bachelor. I would think, most probably, he was praying for a decent bride. Among other things, maybe, but you know, he was prepared to have a bride that would be worthy to be part of the house of Abraham Avinu. A bride that would be worthy 
of being one of the Imahot, the matriarch of Klal Yisrael. And what happened? Immediately after that, he picks up his eyes, and lo and behold, Rivka was coming with Eliezer. So, this is what we say, Minha is a prayer which is et ratzon. Now, if he asked me what is the right time for Minha, I'd say, well, that's not so simple, really. Uh, we know when it starts, it starts a half hour of the Hatzot that we know. But when does it end? Well, different shitot over here, different halachot, uh, who says what. I can't get into that. It's going to take a long time. So I just say, make it simple. Our custom, meaning the Safari custom, is to pray Minha before Shekiah. And if necessary, another 13 and a half minutes after that. Those 13 and a half minutes after that are called the Benashim Ashot. And according to Yakut Yosef, yes, we can give that 13 and a half. That's fine. Of course, there are other opinions. Sure, there are other communities among the Hasidic Jews who pray after Shekel. But this is our custom. Now, if you notice, there is a little bit more difficult for a person to pray Minha than it is Shahrit and Arbit. Why? Shahrit is in the morning. So before you go to work, you go to the shul, you pray Shahrit, then you go to work. Arbit is at night, after work. Also, after you finish your work, you close your store, you go, you pray Arbit, and you, you're done. Minha Rabotai is in the middle of the day. It may require a bit more sacrifice, Rabotai. You are in an office. In the middle of the day, the phones are ringing. The workers asking for guidance. Secretary has questions. What do you do? Do you shut everyone and start your prayer? That's what you're supposed to do. I know something. I knew someone, a great man, a great philanthropist, who did just that. That's right. We're talking about a man who worth was worth a few billion, not million, a few billion dollars. A man that was dealing with CEOs of companies and heads of states. Yet, he was meticulous about Minha. I know this for a fact. His name was Edmond Safra Al-Rashel. Everyone in the back knew one thing. Even the Goyim. Between 3 and 3.20 or so, he cannot be disturbed. That's right. Can't be disturbed. That was his time for Minha. Sure, Minha is a little bit more of an insayon than uh, Shahri and Arvid. Of course, it may require a little bit more, more Mesirut Nefesh. But at the same time, we say, Lefum Sara Agra. The more the effort, the more the reward. Besides, it is a rason, et rason, a better chance for your tefillah to be accepted. Now, speaking about Shidduchim, the Midrash says the following. There are three places where Shidduch is from Akadosh Baruch. And it says there's 
there's a, a, a proof uh, from the Torah, from the Nebi'im, and the Ketubim. From the Torah, well, the parasha we read yesterday. This came from HaKadosh Baruch That's it. And he also, the Yamara brings the ayah from, from the Nebi'im, uh, from the case of Shimshon and Dalila. And he says over there, This was from Hashem. Even though he took Dalila, who was from the Plishtim, of course, he converted her. Uh, and but this was from Hashem. The Ketubim it says, "Bayit vehon nachalat avot umi Hashem isham askalit." Yeah, real estate and and money and all that that you can inherit. However, mi Hashem isham askalit. A wife who's wise, that's from Hakadosh Baruch This is what it is. It's from Hashem. I personally have witnessed many, many cases where it's made Hashem, where a shidduch comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I want to tell you just one. Many stories like that, but one of them. It's happened a few years back. You have a boy on one side of the street, a girl on the other side of the street, and for years and years they've been living there, no one knows the other. One night in the summer, it was a blackout. <laughs> no electricity. <laughs> so the air conditioning don't work. Everybody walked out in the street. And this boy meets this girl who was living across the street, which he didn't know. Start talking to her. And that's it. From there on, they got married. If not for the blackout, they'll never know each other. But the idea is that Kadosh Baruch Hu made it that way so that they would meet each other. That's the idea behind it. You know, Hashem gives us many messages. Sometimes we get messages every day. Unfortunately, we're not consciously aware of them. But we do know one thing. Shiduch is definitely min Hashemayim. Question here is, here we have a Shiduch, which is Yitzhak Avinu, Rivka Imenu. Right? It's definitely Metashem. It says Beferush, Metashem, right? We have the best parents, Yitzhak Avinu and Rivka Imenu. Yet, we have two children. One is good, Yaakov Avinu. One is bad, Esav. Best parents, Shiduch from Hashem. And it is what's happening. Why? How come it happened that way? Esav became a Rasha. He was a big tzaddik. What happened here? Well, I could say the following. There are two things that contribute to the raising of the children. The one thing, and definitely not a small part of it, that is the effort you put in raising the child. The education he gets, the devotion, the care he gave him, and very important, how you as parents behave yourselves at home and whenever the kids are with you. 
Children learn from seeing, especially what goes on with their parents. <laughs> Let me tell you a little, uh, a little story here. There's a guy who had a child that he goes to school and he constantly talks in the class. He talks all the time. So the teacher called the father. He, he complained to him, look, I, you know, he keeps talking. I reprimand him. I, rep- I, I, I tell him, hey, listen, you can't talk. Stop talking. So he stops talking for a minute. And then he starts again. Talks. Tell him stop. He stops. And he, he listens, but only for a minute. So, so that's no good. So does he do the father goes to, to a rabbi. He go to this rabbi who's an elderly man. Man with experience and wisdom in these matters. So the rabbi tells him, you know what? I have an advice for you. Don't take him to shul anymore. Not now. So the father says, what do you mean? What have to do with it? I'm talking about a kid in the class. He says, listen, when you go to shul, people talk. The rabbi gets up and he pleads with the people, please stop talking. What happens? They stop talking for a minute. And then they start all over again. <laughs> so your child goes to shul with you. He sees that. He does the same thing in class. This is the problem. That would die. A child learns a lot from what he sees his parents are doing. So, one thing is, what kind of effort you put in to raise your child, and that's very that's very important. It's not it's not a small amount. It's a big it's a big effort. I agree, not easy. And the second part is a mazal. That plays a significant role in the children. Look at this Chakavinu and Rivkaimenu. There's no doubt that they took both children, Yaakov and Esav, to the same teacher. I'm sure they didn't take Yaakovinu to uh, a religious teacher and the other one, Hasve Shalom. He took well, the same, same, same rabbi, same rabbi to teach them, right? And they had great parents. Everything good. Yet one came a Sadiq, then one came a Rasha. This we don't understand. This, a lot of things are in the hands of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem, with His infinite wisdom, He steers the world in His own way. Many things are unknown to us. As bright as we can be, we still are human beings. Our knowledge and wisdom is limited. It's finite. So the such a thing as we still have to have some, have mazal for the kids also. We should have mazal. What should we do? Well, first we have to put the best effort. Then we pray. We sincerely pray to Hashem. We supplicate. We plead. We beseech the Bore Olam to have good children. And, that, and as I said before, the Minha prayer is very important for that. If our prayers are sincere from the heart, I guarantee you the Bore Olam will listen 
and the Borei Olam will act favorably towards us. Shavua Tov, Rabotai, I want to remind you by this great station, you can help, please contribute. We have to keep it going. It does a lot of good and benefit for everyone. If you have a Simha, you can get in touch with us at SLC. I'm sure we can accommodate you. Shavua Tov.